0: Well, there you have it. We have the uh, season three premiere right now. Um, We have Cat Lewis and Brent Sawicki. So, we're going to introduce ourselves to the audience. Um, We did some chit chatting before and basically got to know each other. And Brent is a uh, music expert, he's done commercial radio and graduated from Specs Howard and Kat Lewis is uh, f- from Full Sale and she has experience in business and marketing. So, why don't we start with Brent.
1: Hi, I'm Brent Sawicki. How you doing?
0: We're all doing good. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, like I said, I uh, uh, went to Specs Howard, uh, graduated uh, both radio and video programming. Uh <clears throat> I've also uh, been a local DJ for, uh, for several years. Uh, I haven't done that in a while. Um, also did some commercial radio. Uh, well, what it was, actually. It was more college radio. Uh, but I only did that for a short period of time.
0: Commercial radio, Rensawiki. What, what was your favorite tune? What, what would you put on? If, if you had a song that you put on and you pulled out of the archi- archives and you were throwing on a vinyl record... Or something that that you wanted to play. What would be your song?
1: As far as like to to define me or not?
0: Well, it can be to define you, but like you know, as in like your your trademark in the uh, commercial industry, as you know, like your your song for you know just playing, you know, your type of music.
1: Um. Well, back when I was doing uh, radio, I I played a lot of uh, what people would consider prog rock. So, you know, I was playing things like Roxy Music and King Crimson and... King Crimson? Yeah.
0: Who's Crimson?
1: King Crimson? They were a um, progressive band that uh, did a lot of... Uh, it was almost kind of spacey rock, but at the same time, it was a, it more of a, a...
0: So was it like a 90s, you know, prototype of tech, techno? And, uh, no,
1: it was actually more of a kind of... Psychedelic sound. It was a more of a psychedelic, deep, um, very instrument instrumental uh, sound. Where a lot of <clears throat> a lot of them, when they would play in concert and things like that, they'd go off into their very very uh, kind of self righteous uh, solo things with organ solos that lasted for twenty minutes or drum solos. Or so, Crimson King, <clears throat> King, Crimson. King Crimson, King Crimson, King Crimson. Yeah, King Crimson was. Uh, 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 they came out in '68.
0: Is that like related to the Crypt Keeper?
1: That uh, that I'm not sure of. But is uh, Crypt
0: Keeper actually a band?
1: Uh, there was a band called Rocket from the Crypt, but I don't know of a Crypt Keeper band.
0: Crypt Keeper, the Crypt Keeper. Well, okay. So there's there's no Crypt Keeper.
1: Not that. I'm but aware there's of. Crimson the King. King Crimson. King Crimson. King Crimson. King Crimson. That was the name of the group. All
0: right. Throughout the rest of the series, we're going to have to watch out for King Crimson. Okay. So <laughs> I was going to
2: ask Siri, you know. I was, Siri? I was going to ask Siri. I was like, who's King Crimson? <laughs> Siri doesn't
0: talk to me. I don't know what, what goes on. I try to talk to Siri all the time. I'm like, Siri, play something good. And then she'll put on a, a song by uh, the Shirley's or something. And it's like, it's like I'm kind of confused, you know. Like, Siri, I, I asked for like a new, up, updated, up upbeat, you know, um, you know. I'm digging myself into a hole, you know, the more I talk, it's like, it's like, Joe, quit digging, we're not trying to find what's what's from the past, we're trying to get going with what's in the uh, the regular state of, you know, today's day and age on a uh, premiere, so we have Kat Lewis, go ahead and introduce yourself.
2: Well, my name is Kat, and... I got into the passion of the entertainment business because, of course, I wanted to be the singer, as many of you may have dreamt about being the star at one point in your life. But I wanted to be also very knowledgeable so that I understood what was going on behind the scenes so that I wouldn't become bankrupt like some of these other very popular stars that have Grammys and all types of awards and are broke, so I wanted to make sure at the end of the day, what am I signing, so I'm not in that same predicament, so obviously I am not on stage, I am not Beyonce, so I am still very interested in the music industry, I have a high passion for music.
0: You're in a chair, in a storage studio, with a ladder and (laughs) a, a, a bungee seat, so not necessarily you know in front of millions of fans but it's uh no
2: no but I mean this is still very fun for me um I have never been on radio before like you guys have had the experience in the past of both being on a radio station um but it's always been a passion of mine but I studied the business side as opposed to the broadcasting and um communication side um but it's always been a passion and I'm really excited to be here.
0: So, we're going to be broadcasting this series, uh, Season 3, on Mixcloud. And, I don't know, have any of you guys heard of Mixcloud before? I mean, other than, you know, just recently? Yeah, I've heard of Mixcloud. Uh, Mixcloud, DJ mixes, you know, radio shows. And, you know, I'm tired of the podcasting. I'm tired of the, you know, podcast terminology. You know, as in, like, everybody's got a podcast on Apple, iTunes. Everybody's got a podcast on uh, Google, podcasting, I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you know... I want it to be a radio show, and my interpretation of uh, recently Rise and Fall Radio is, you know, there is the digital age that's uh, making its way into format Um, with the new unlimited data on phones, with the new streaming online, and with the integration of cars, being able to play anything that's online. Mixcloud has the opportunity to take off and you know propel the uh, the disc jockeys from around the world and you know pretty much you know gain a following. It may not be you know an ABC national championship broadcast, but you know if you reach one person and you make a difference in their life, it's it's good. You know, so uh, Heaven and Hell uh, season three. We want to talk about you know we we left off with competitive edge, and now we are we are in the arena you know feel free to you know speak your mind feel free to you know create controversy you know it's all right if chemistry doesn't mesh it's all right if you have a completely different opinion and you know you want to challenge my thought my my statement of things it's all right if you know you agree with him and team up with him and attack me Or it's alright if I team up with you and attack him. You know, it's kind of like, you know, I've talked about the waging war of revelation and, you know, good and evil and everything. And that's what we're going to be channeling today is we're going to be channeling our good sides, our bad sides. And it's not going to be, you know, a completely, you know, positive series. You know, feel free to unleash your, you know, as, as Facebook would call it, the unlike button. You know, so.
2: And that's what always keeps the people coming, right? It makes it entertaining we don't agree on everything. When
0: does the like button become, you know, an unlike button? You know, do you ever get a like from somebody and you're like, I know they didn't like that, you know? It's like, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I kind
2: of like the, the, the way Facebook actually changed it so you can make... The sad in the in the love, but I would like to actually or the anger. They have an anger one too, right? I'm kind of just. Are you doing the myself. Illuminati
0: eye right now, or or is, is it, it? The, the, the triple six like the six 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 or oh something? Oh my, I was.
2: That's look, that's what I Trump did. I envisioned a angry face right there. So oh. <laughs> no, I didn't do that on purpose at all. Um, I swear, I was looking
0: at the Jesus poster before, and I saw a an eye staring at me, and it looked just like Trump's eye, you know, from like the President Kennedy. Uh, th- uh, candidacy or you know like you know his hierarchy of power in America or as I like to say a Mercia because you know there is a, a religion to be found mm-hmm. you know and that that's really kind of the uh the aspect you know you take two letters out of there you switch and flop them and it's like you know what what are we really trying to prove here in America you know like who's the most competitive who is the most strongest who is who's the best it's not about that it's about as I said before, and I'm echoing it now, you know, relating to the public and contributing positivity, and you know, channeling people's negative energy. Like we talked about in the pregame, the, uh, you know, the combine. You know what we were talking about? How people were listening to negative music, and that's what propelled them to do negative things. Not necessarily something that is uh, needing to be done, um, as far as you know holding the music accountable for people's actions. But when I talk about, you know, everybody in their free will and determination and, you know, what they have to choose to do, you have the choice to make everything what you make about about it. I'm I'm speeding, I'm fast, I'm excited. It's been a long time since Megan Shire, Josh Beck, Caroline Powers, and some other people that I've done stuff in the past with. So, uh, you know, I'm feeling good about... Well, what's going on on your phone, man? Turn it
1: off. So you gotta shut off your phone or <laughs> yeah. shut off
0: the microphone.
1: Um, no, I have no mic on.
0: Oh, are, are you? You record? I'll give everybody an MP3 so no, they add us on. I'm not recording
1: it. anything actually.
0: Okay.
2: <laughs> all right. He was getting up Snapchat. I was just wondering was if you Snapchat-ed were Snapchat.
0: is all. <laughs> I was just wondering if you were like you know trying to get information to, you know like post to to say on the show for. You know, relating to topics or something, but you know, it's all right. It's just, it's just freestyle. So, we're, we're we're ten minutes in already. Normally, that's three quarters of the of the show that I do when it's fifteen minutes. But uh, I, I think we need to know more about you know your guys' views on heaven and hell. So, um, so we started with you as your introduction. We'll start with Cat right now, and basically tell me what you think of when you think of heaven and hell. I
2: think of heaven and hell. Oh, I guess it depends on how I feel for the day. Um, heaven, to me, right now, is that place where I will go when I die. Hopefully. That's the plan. Um, that is where we will live internally with God and Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit. Hell is... Also, a place where all the bad people go. But I can also think of heaven and hell as a state of mind. So, let's say I have a bad day at work, and in my and I might say, "Oh my gosh, I'm in hell. I need to escape," and that could just be a frame of mind. I say I hate my job. In case someone's listening, but um, yeah, that can also be a state of mind or just feeling a, a heavenly feeling if I'm with my husband. And I just have that heavenly feeling because I'm so in love, and you get that euphoric feeling. So that's kind of how I feel about heaven and hell. It can be a state of mind, but you can also go religion, and it's also a place for your eternal soul.
0: See, when I was at the uh, the office to get the uh, business name of JCHW, I, I was thinking to myself, I was like, all right, I got a new I got a new season coming up. I got co-hosts coming up on the show, and it's gonna be fun to. Fun to think about this and, I was, and then as soon as i think of heaven and hell uh, season three and then somebody walks past me and they're like we're well, on season 14 i look up and there's a 14 up there and it's like you know everybody is in heaven and hell all the time mm-hmm. and you know if if you want to attribute it to a relationship then you know it's like you know as many years as that goes on you could say you know the the heaven and hell of my relationship has been 14 years you know, for me, personally, the heaven and hell of my relationship has been three years doing doing the show. Um, so, you know, I just thought it was kind of funny that, that these people walk by and they're like, you know, as time grows on and gets older and older, you know, people are like, season 14, you know, it's like, what is, what, 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 is that just kind of like saying, you know, where, where's the time lapse between my version of Heaven and Hell and your version of Heaven and Hell, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, what is uh, Brent's uh, introduction about Heaven and Hell?
1: Well, everything that Kat said is true. You know, it can be, it's a state of mind that what you're in right now, whether you're in Heaven and Hell, uh, bad things are going on, obviously you think you're in a living Hell type thing. It can also be a religious thing, which ultimately is what I think it is. You know, heaven is a place for people who are unbelievers. Hell, I mean, heaven is a place for believers. Hell is a place for unbelievers.
0: Depends on who's running the show in heaven, right? Depends on who's
1: running the show. But I also believe, too, that there's many people out there that don't believe in either. Mm -hmm. I think that that, uh, people think that uh, you're here and you die. There is no afterlife. There is no place for your soul.
0: That brings up a good conversation topic that uh, that just arrived in my mind um, when, when you say that are you referencing you know the you know as if there is you say there's nothing after nothing after anything it's just well this... you have
1: you have people that are you know of a secular way of thinking uh, or they're atheists um, who who like I said, they just believe that we exist here and here only. You know, we're born, we die. There's not, there was nothing before, there was nothing after. Each person is their individual entity, of, of so to speak. But they feel like there is nothing after that. They feel like what you what you make is what you make here and here alone.
0: Well, do you believe in the uh, chemicals in the brain, to where you know your eternal paradise is released? From your brain once you die, I, I hear things about you know a drug that is you know used to release that chemical that releases spiritual sense. Never done it, but I'm talking about you know the the, the metaphysical plane. And say for instance, when you die, you release this chemical in your brain, and you, you all of a sudden, you know, go to a place that you created, that you built, that you formulated all of your life t- to, to reach this place. And then, you know, you, you live out what seems like, you know, in a dream you may feel like it's been three days. But when you release this chemical after death, you may feel like it's eternity before you come back to life and your energy gets reused and circulated as as the buddhist or buddhism would have us believe, you know, that we are reincarnated. Um so when you're saying atheists, you know, don't believe in anything, what would you believe that you know, that they just they they don't get rebirth or they don't they don't have the uh, the faith, you know, because it says in the bible that if we believe in Jesus Christ as our savior and all that type of stuff, that he will grant us eternal life. Do you believe that the, the basic instructions before we leave Earth um, in the Bible you don't necessarily give us the potential to arrive at our place in paradise that is in the heavens, in the stars, or anywhere around? But if we have nothing to believe in all of our life, then what are we actually working for?
1: Well, that, that comes to the mind of, of the individual, you know. I uh, I personally believe, you know, that there's one way to heaven. That's through Jesus Christ. Uh, I believe that there's people out there that refuse to accept anything on that nature just because it can't be proven scientifically. Um, They think that there's no uh, proof of God. Well, then they're not going to believe in it. But at the same time, there's no disproving God either. They They can talk all they want through, you know, as much as they want, as far as like, well, there's no proof that there is a God. But at the same time, there's no proof that there is not a god.
0: So you you believe more in the science aspect of things, as in you know I'll believe it when I see it.
1: That's not what I believe. <clears throat> I'm saying that people believe that. There are people. There are people out there that, that believe science. this. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's know.
2: only you can only believe it if it's tangible.
1: You know, and if people feel that they're creating this chemical in their head that dictates their eternity, well then that's a very secular way of thinking also, because now you're saying that God had no part in it, that it was me that did this, that I did this, that I created this, this thing in my head that created my own heaven or my own hell. So with that being said, it's almost as if that they are in control of an afterlife, so to speak when really they're not.
0: When you say they, you, we're talking
1: about people that don't believe in God and don't believe that there's a heaven or hell. You're talking about people that create this chemical in their head that dictates where they're going to go uh, and, and how they're going to be. But I'm saying that these people who believe that, if they believe that, then it's like I said, it's a very secular way of thinking. Like they're the ones who are creating everything. Whereas there is no greater power outside from them. Which I, I think, think really perpetuates why they believe what they believe.
0: So they believe in the here and the now and making the most of, you know, what, what I'm is on earth? I'm not saying these
1: are bad people. I'm, they're, they're probably as moral as moral can be. They just maybe don't think that there's an ultimate place for the soul.
2: There are also people that I've come across that don't believe in heaven or hell or God um, or the devil, but they were raised in the church and there may have been an experience that with church going people where they were like, you know what, if this is what it is to be Christian, I don't see the point because there are people that play that Christian card, but they may not come off in the most Christian behavior. And I think that might turn people away because they will do things in the name of God that may not necessarily be the most godly way. Mm -hmm. And so people choose to then not believe because of a bad experience that they received in the church. So it may not be looking for a scientific, tangible reason that God exists, but there may have been an experience, unfortunately, for someone in a church from someone that was ungodly, and it turned them away.
1: Money's a good one for that.
2: Yeah. yeah. You
1: know, money, I, <clears throat> people in my own family who claim to be, or in, you know, by marriage or whatever, who even claim to be Christian or godlike, they're only that on a Sunday. You know, they put on their suit and tie and go to church, and they're there for the appearances. But really, they're hypocrites.
2: Even less than that, sometimes they just show up for Easter and Christmas. <laughs> Not even every Sunday. I show Sunday. up for Super Bowl Sunday.
0: <laughs> no, it's, uh, I mean, you guys make very good points. You know, you, uh, you may believe, you know, on Sunday, but, you know, come time to, uh, you know, put, you know, your own belief in religion and reading the book or you know applying it to your daily life you know you, you don't necessarily want to make it anything more than what it is and you know you, you go there for appearance for social reputation for you know the uh, perspective of you know another or you know you, you just go to the lengths of defining your reality in the world because you know that's what we we revert back to is, you know what are we making happen in America? You know I, I said it as a bad thing. You know when I say, a mercy, You know like, an alpha will mercy you. you know like that's what they have in the Middle East. You know they believe in Saint Joseph and and the uh, the the Gospel of the uh, the Holy Family, Mary, Joseph, and Jesus. And of course Jesus had stepbrothers and you know other people in his family but when you know that's what they have in the middle east in jerusalem the holy land in america we've been around for what is it 300 years now almost 300 years you know give or take 50 years right um you know the the defining of a religion is of what is happening at the highest power and the highest power the one with the most power is right up now for debate, as you know, it could be the president, but we just saw his healthcare plan not pass, and it could be the media that controls people's opinion. And as being part of, you know, a small media, you know, a small broadcast company, we have to to think about, you know, what is, what, what do we drive out of what we hear and interpret and what we allow and accept As somebody else's opinion to become our opinion and how does that propel us as a nation forward with one consensus of an idea or an opinion about a certain person I said before Trump lost the popular vote um, and the media is doing everything it can to bring down the uh, the credibility of Trump so we're kind of in a state right now where you know the highest power the one that runs america is not necessarily the one that has all the control because the media controls what we hear but is this just a shenanigan or a game that the media is playing to you know always hate on the president in the first year or so and then have him you know slowly grow into that role i mean when we think about Heaven and Hell, how does it resort to, you know, the leadership in the direction of an entire nation?
1: Well, as far as the media goes, it, a lot of times the media distorts the facts. And they don't tell you everything. Like, yeah, just to t- touch on your, your, your comment that Trump lost the popular vote. <clears throat> They'll tell you that. They'll give you the numbers. What they won't do is they won't give you the map. Whereas on the map, you'll see that the majority of these popular vote came from New York and came from Los Angeles, came from California, the two biggest areas where there's immigration and stuff like that. And that's what I ask people. I go, well, how do you feel you your vote stands? Well, I think my vote should matter. Well. By saying that he lost the popular vote, what you're really saying is that um, you have no problem having the East Coast and the West Coast dictate what you want. Because if you look at the map, pretty much everybody in the center for the most part voted for him. But then you have like these blocks of people that where the majority of the people live. And most of the people that I talk to feel like, well, I don't want their opinion just because they have the numbers dictate what we're feeling here in the Midwest. You know, they don't tell you those things. They don't tell you that that there's a larger numbers of people there. And yeah, they're going to have the popular vote at that point. But then that's the reason, the whole reason why they created the Electoral College.
0: The electoral college is uh you know it should be based upon popular vote but you know we see like in california i don't know if it's 45 or something um you know you win you win that state with the popular vote you have 45. it's got the most that in texas or that in another state i don't know which ones have the most florida's got a lot Florida. michigan's got a lot um you know you win the popular vote those states you know it's, it's as far as you know what is distributed in those states and uh, you know how they represent the candidates in those states is why media marketing and you know image as somebody in the leadership role of the country has to be presented in a uh, professional and you know basically a you know manner that is going to elevate their candidacy to uh to the uh leader of the uh, nation and as we talk about leader of the nation as he wins the electoral uh president trump is trying to pass these bills he's trying to get these things in motion and he's trying to conquer rome in a day you know he gets in there and he tries to do everything um it's not a position to where you just get in there and you do you know whatever you want to do because you're the leader of the country it has to pass the Senate the Congress and, and all of that we we're set up in America a democracy where you know the people have the right to say and speak so for instance you know if the people you know majority are not for the popular candidate or the the candidate that wins the presidency then what power does the president have when the popular vote or the popular majority of people control the Senate and the House?
2: I, the whole Trump thing is a conversation and a topic that is can be sensitive for a lot of people. The only thing I can say about that is... I think with every leader or anyone that tries to run for the presidency, they try to touch a group of people in our country that may feel like they've been repressed or silenced and they try to become the voice for that people and I think that becomes their campaign and their marketing tool. Um, I think Trump touched a lot of people that probably felt like because of certain constitutions that or certain politically correct views and mannerisms that they couldn't do or say certain things that they felt that they should be able to say and do. And as far as the media coming in, they highlighted a lot of things, and I don't think that it was per se a bad thing or a heaven and hell thing or a distorted view i think it was like how some people view music and it sparks certain things inside of them and i think seeing things and seeing how it's okay and it's comfortable and feeling like okay i have a voice i can say something and then they use that tool um so i think him going into now the office trying to do these things and in a short amount of time yes i agree um he just wants to fulfill the promises that i think any president would want to do so that he can hopefully secure a term for a second time around so that he don't, knows don't, don't
0: feel like oh. don't don't feel like you know hesitant to, to state your political opinion
2: no because, no, because this is a
0: non-judgmental zone and you know like if you're for trump then that's a good thing. If you're against them, then that's a good thing as well because it generates topic. I'm neutral because we probably have a Trump supporter or a Trump...
2: uh, I come off as a Trump supporter?
0: That's how it kind of sounded. No?
2: (laughs) I was trying to stay... I'm trying to stay in a good zone, in a positive zone because I have seen, especially in social media... A lot of negativity in the country just being t- torn apart from how they feel about this one man. And the same thing happened with when Obama was president. Same thing happened. Um, I don't think it was on the same level, but obviously with Republicans, Democrats, Tea Party, whoever, they will be torn apart. So I was just trying to stay positive. Um, but no, I just think that he is fulfilling promises just like any president would attempt to do. Now, whether or not I agree with some of his promises is a totally different story. (laughs) That's a totally different topic.
0: He's watching you right through Jesus' eye or something, you
2: know, so... So, yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my, My stance and views on his promises is a totally different conversation. That, I'm just saying what I think he is doing as a president and how he used his campaign and the media to try to touch certain people and how he was able to get certain votes.
0: Okay. Um, I like that topic, and that was uh, a good uh, connection. I, I think I'm, a little, I'm still a little bit confused about it, though. Like, so you're saying, you know, the, uh, the media presented him in a way that is going to give him, you know... Uh, A controversial role as president, at least in the first year, until he gets in the role and we get used to him. Well, that's
2: for every president. I mean, Obama went through his heaven and hell, and then now Trump is going to go through his heaven and hell. Some people see him as hell, some people see him as heaven. Same thing with everybody, anyone who's been in the presidential role, because you have completely different views some people are like yes trump is going to be the saving grace for this country and then some people think that he's going to run this country into the ground so no matter no matter what stance you are on well actually not no matter but wherever you stand you will view your heaven and hell in a different way based on who's sitting in the Oval office so Did I hook you back
0: in? Yeah, the the Oval Office, who's sitting in there, will will direct, you know, the rise or the fall of the country. And, Mm -hmm. you know, there's enough people around that are going to support him enough to where, you know, he will do a good job, and he's got the Senate and the House to, you know, correct maybe, you know, a couple, you know, job bumps, you know, like, you know, just... You know getting the job as presidency and then you know the bumps in the road of you know thinking about what you can do what you can't do and what what is all right and what is going to propel a um a turn forward you know so um with that statement we'll leave it to brent to talk about you know your opinion about not necessarily trump's presidency But we're going to talk about, you know, the relationship that he has with the media and, you know, what is their image of Trump that they present to the people to get the people's opinion and how are they going to translate Trump, the image, from the press to the people from a state of negative to positive. Is is that the way that it works, is, you know, present them negatively so in the long run they can view them as a good president as long as they do something of that sort? So elaborate on, on the basis.
1: <clears throat> no, it's a lost cause. Um, the media is not doing its job that it's supposed to be doing. That's telling the truth. They're telling you opinion. They're not giving you the truth. They're not giving you the facts. They're giving their spin on it. They're giving their opinion on it. They have already picked their sides, which is not what the media is supposed to be doing. They're supposed to be giving the facts and the facts alone. They should not have a feeling behind the fact, which is what is pretty much what everything social media is about. It's all about the feeling. It's about how they are interpreting these little facts and things like that. Um, It doesn't... Everybody, whether you voted for Trump or you didn't vote for Trump, the bottom line is Trump is the president. We have to get behind our president. No matter what our thoughts are about him or his past or anything like that, the fact is he's there and we all need to get behind him and we all should hope that he will do a good job. We should hope that he wants to to better the country. Everything that he's said in his promises and his campaigns – he would like to do that. He wants to, He wants to see everybody do well. He wants to see our country put first. He doesn't want to see poverty. He doesn't want to be the world's friend until we're taken care of. which, you know, I feel personally that that's a good way of thinking. I don't want to give millions and billions of dollars to countries around the world just because while well, we have people living in the streets here in America. We should be taking care of our own, and then we should be taking care of everybody else too. It's not our job to take care of everybody else, but I just think that that Trump does have a, a, a viewpoint that okay. he, that he wants people to do well here.
0: Okay, so let's let's put this in in a case and scenario now. Say for instance, things go haywire. The, the The fall of the country happens. You know, Rome was around for, I don't know, 500, 300 years or something, and roughly the same time as you know, America right now. So, the uh, the fall of America. You know, if Trump is president and he crushes it to the ground, and you know, things become, you know, destroyed, and or the future takes place, and destroys the uh, the human grace that we have been given, or that we give Trump. You know, say for instance that happens. Now nukes explode, there's nobody left, Earth is gone, humans are gone, every animal is extinct, we become like Mars except for water's not frozen, it's non-existent. Um, and then we move into a battle of you know, not revel- maybe revel- revelations or, or something of the sort but you know, like what is your you know thing that you bring to the table as far as if we're going to talk you know the scenario of who you are what side are you on and how do you promote that side you know every year in political elections and political democracies they choose a target as the bad a target as the good, and they promote that. News stations, media stations. That's the thing with our country is we have a diverse, you know, output of information. What do you bring to the table? Say, for instance, there is nothing left but a solar battle. A solar battle. You know, we're not talking politics anymore. We're talking imagination. Imagination. You know, like just, you know, what is your part in the holy battle between, you know, demonic forces and angelic forces? I want to hear your guys' opinion on who you want to be and what your powers are or what your, uh, you know, ability is going to be and what you're going to do. In the holy battle of Revelation,
2: so we have superpowers in this scenario.
0: You have soul power. I
2: have soul
0: power. Right, your soul ascends after we, you know, get blown to smithereens by uh, atomic nukes and all that different type of stuff, and um, your soul ascends or descends depending on the state that we initially thought of and derived from from our beginning you know state of what we believe in you know do you go to the high zone the heaven zone or the low zone not the ozone, the low zone or the high zone the ozone's in the middle but that's been blown to smithereens so um, tell we'll start with cat what is uh what what zone do you go to oh, i'm gonna go to the high zone the high zone
2: Oh yeah, if I had a choice, I would like to go to the high zone and hopefully in this scenario the high zone is where all the good people are. <laughs> um I am not one for drama, especially petty drama. I'm not one for arguments. If we've already been blown to smithereens and that negativity is brought on the war that has put us in that situation, I want to go far away from that. So if that's where the high zone is, I want to go in the high zone. Um with calm people so i would like to go there i think in any situation whether we were trying to um if our soul is ascending and we're all dead or if this were if you don't believe in a soul and we're just trying to survive in some apocalyptic environment um survival is just i think on everyone's mind and uh I would think that there would be some type of if I had soul power um, or any type of gift which I think that you're trying to ask I would I would think for survival purposes healing Um, and it could be healing of the mind or um, healing of the physical or metaphysical wherever you would like to view it Uh, but that's I think healing in all aspects of life or afterlife is very important because I think that way people can move on in a healthy manner, hopefully a happy way. Um, so I would think that um, even now, if I were to move on and I was and I ascended upward, that I would have still some type of uh, healing purposes um, for those that need it.
0: All right. Healing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: That's, that's nice. So, uh, Brent, what is yours?
1: Well, <clears throat> I think it's hard to talk about the soul because the soul is of a metaphysical nature, and we as humans believe that we can define the soul in physical means. We can talk about things like healing and things like that, but does, do those things exist with the soul? Do you actually see? Do you hear? Do our bodies appear the way that they appear? Um, well, and, and, well, as humans, like well, I said, we, we try to talk about the soul, but, I mean, no one really has been able to talk about the soul. It's a It's a thing that happens after we have gone. And even by expressing that,
0: what There's happens soul in the dreams? What happens in the dreams? In the dreams? In, in dreams. What mm-hmm. happens in dreams? You know, say for instance, you know, you, you want to talk about the soul. Mm-hmm. What happens in dreams? You're not in your physical body. You're in your metaphysical body. So if you dream,
1: but it's in one, our mind. It's in our mind. I mean, once again, what we, we don't know if if the mind has any kind of play in the soul. We we really don't. I mean. People say they do, but, I mean, these people would have had to have died and come back and been able to talk about this. Whereas, when we talk about the soul, all we ever talk about it is in the means of the physical realm. To me, it's hard to talk about the soul this way. I mean, if, if I was to take a side, yeah, of course, I'd want to take the high road. I'd want to be in heaven. I'd want to be, uh, you know, I would want my soul to go there and live for eternity. But <clears throat> people, you know, think like, oh, well, I'm going to have this in heaven and I'm going to have this in heaven. and I, I don't know if we can even talk like that. I don't know if we can talk about things that we know already. We know these things, but is that the paradigm type of thing that's in the soul? I don't know. Nobody does. That's deep.
2: Never thought of it that way. Good. I see where you're going
1: 50 I mean really I, you know like I said we, we want it to we want to talk about it in, in, in realms of good and bad we want to talk about a, of going in heaven and hell you know we want to talk that. but once again we're talking about a physical place we're talking about a, a, our soul like I said we're trying to make the soul a physical thing where it's more of us it's it's, it's it's more of a it's it's not physical if it was, then
0: right, My power would be to, to, to land down with a staff, and you know not have necessarily any backup because all backup was depleted. It was all just you know erased. And, and if I was the only one left, I would use my staff and I would try to be a magician and go purify, you know. And then it would take the demonic souls and the demonic beings and. It would, like, take the, the shadows. Shadow. Is there a shadow realm? Perhaps. Perhaps. You got one following you right now, and I can't see your shadow. Wait, there it what going to
2: say maybe I don't have a shadow. Where's your
0: shadow. <laughs> shadows only exist with light. Well, Well, there's day and there's night.
1: But know. there's a certain amount of light that appears during the night,
0: too. Like- so would you say that the night, with no shadow, brings you your soul, light, and would you say the day would bring you your daily fright? That I don't know. Just a thought, something I just thought of. But you know, it's like during the day we are met with a lot of obstacles. We are met with a lot of things that we have to accomplish to move up the chain of you know, like excelling and getting to the next, the next level. We get to the next level, and then it's like you know you guys leading cause of everything and my leading cause of trying to succeed is to drive money to support self you know and that's that involves moving up you know levels now if if we want to move up levels we have to we have to work at excelling ourselves during the day during the night is our time to rest. It is a reward for what we have done during the day. If we are not doing our work during the day, then our rest will be rough. It'll be it'll be tough to get good rest. You know, good rest is rewarded with a good dream. Um, good work is rewarded with a good dream, and good rest you know, propels us to drive us forward to continue excelling at our work.
1: What right. if you do good work and you dream about work and you wake up exhausted? I've right. oh, had that. I've put in a 14-hour day when I used to be a roofer. We do a good job. We work hard. We get you know something accomplished. I come home and I dream about roofing all night long. Right. And I wake up exhausted. Was that just, is that justified? Did I, not, did I not complete the work I was supposed to do? Did I not do it correctly? Am I being punished for having to work during my sleep?
0: <laughs> no, it's just, it's just, you know, when you're sleeping and you're dreaming of doing the same work that you were doing, it's, it's like, you know, you feel like you're moving and you're still doing that type of stuff. But you're not. When you when you realize you're laying down after you're daydreaming or nightdreaming about doing the work, or you just shut your eyes and you're like I'm out there on a float or or putting it in a dock section or something, and you know all of a sudden it's like, am I really out there? You you think you are because that's how real dreams can be. But once you realize that you're not there and that you're laying down and you're resting, then it kind of gives you that jolt of you know refreshness like oh thank god i'm not there right now because that was so exhausting today so it is kind of rewarding in its own sense once you hit that point of realizing that you know you were dreaming that you were at work and you were thinking that you were at work but then once you realize that you're resting it gives you that motivation to get up and go do it again the next day especially if you're earning money um but talking about the determined sense of you know driving workforce during the day you know to reach that point of rest to release our inner light at night you know it kind of gets us on to the you know basically the thought of we are rewarded for our work we are rewarded not only in cash or money but we are rewarded in you know metaphysical or highs that Kat alluded to, the highs of you know good energy, the healing energy that is going to propel us into, you know, wanting to do more of that type of work because we felt so good. you ever listen to a song and the song plays and you know it's like, it's all right, it's all right, it's all right. But then you're doing something or you just get done working and then you hear a song and you're like, wow. I really liked that same song this time a lot more than I liked it before because it relates to what I was doing. And of course that's chosen by Siri, but that's a whole other topic. What, what is your, uh, your idea of, you know, the inner light released at night compared to the shadow and the, the work that you have to do to carry throughout the day so you can reach the point of inner light?
2: Well, um, working during the day, obviously, everyone's going to get uh, tired. Um, everyone's going to be working hard to get to a, a place of um, high level in, in, in the physical way, which means you, you want to try to make money so you can provide for your family. Um, but also, depending on where you work or if you love your job, is not just a mon- money bringer, then you find that inner light. Um, as far as the shadows and, and resting at night and doing good in the day and you being rewarded with good dreams and bad dreams, or if you've done something bad during the day, um, that to me, I don't know that because I have dreams sometimes where I might dream something bad, but it's to me. I don't like I don't like spiders if I dream about spiders to me that's bad but if someone loves spiders that's good to them so that's a perception of the dream to that person I would think that I could be rewarded with a good dream so I can continue on my work during the day to get that uh, inner fulfillment but it also depends on the on the perception and what the meaning of that dream is. I believe that there are different meanings to dreams. And sometimes if you dream about death, for example, doesn't necessarily mean that you or someone may die. So sometimes there is a meaning behind that death that you need to understand. And maybe in that meaning will help you in your day and to get you to that inner light so I think it's also very important to not take the dream so literal and this might be some some coding that you might need to figure out pray on talk about and then that'll keep you going in your waking state or help you make decisions in your waking state because a lot of times your dreams are just your subconscious talking to you there's a lot of things that you might not realize is going on in your waking state and then your subconscious is trying to tell you like hey you might want to Calm down with what you're doing. You're getting stressed out. You're acting like this in your waking state, which is messing up a relationship. Or it might mess up a business relationship, which will then hinder how your day is going to go tomorrow. So I'm going to let you dream about tornadoes. Because right now, you're all out of whack in your inner self. So let's straighten that out. And hopefully that will get you back on track to help you in your waking state turn the light. And then hopefully help you get to your inner light.
0: Now we talk uh, one last thing to to cover we have like five minutes left but um for at least for part one to the uh, season premiere of season three um, when you look around and you see the world around you do you see it as heaven or do you see it as hell
2: depends on the day but Yeah, it depends on the day, but I would have to say it's the choices that you make. And uh, on a religious perspective, it's in the middle. So obviously we know that this is one place we all come together. We have our free will, and then after life, you go one way or the other. But I think life is what you make it, whether you believe in God or not. And um, you make your heaven and hell on this earth until your soul leaves Or if you don't believe in God, life is what you make it, and keep it pushing.
0: All right, with that note, we're going to conclude part one of episode one, and we'll be right back with uh, part two.